Hello, I'm Laura Castleton, U.S. Head of Portfolio Construction and Strategy at Janice Henderson Investors. Is a brighter future possible? At Janice Henderson, we think it is. For 90 years, we've worked to help clients achieve superior financial outcomes and fulfill our purpose of investing in a brighter future together. We know that this means our thinking and our investments are helping to shape millions of brighter futures for the next 90 years and beyond. To learn more, go to JaniceHenderson.com. Fast Money starts right now, live from the NASDAQ market site overlooking New York City's Times Square. I'm Melissa Lee. Your traders on the desk are Brian Kelly, Gina Sanchez, David Seberg, and Dan Nathan. Tonight on Fast, Apple hitting a record high, and it could be at the expense of the FANG stocks. Is this the beginning of the great Apple rotation? We've got all the details, plus the crude crush. Oil down 4% this week, and the chart master sees something that is spelling more trouble ahead for energy stocks. But first, we start off with the big story of the day, and that would be Tesla, the stock tanking today after Elon Musk's bombshell interview with the New York Times. It's now fallen 20 percent from the funding secured high of last week. For more on this developing story, we go straight to Phil LeBeau in Chicago. Hey, Phil. Hey, Melissa, a lot of news in this interview that Elon Musk did over the course of an hour with the New York Times. And I know you're going to be talking with Kate Kelly in just a little bit. But let's talk about a couple of things that stand out. First of all, with regards to the tweet that started all of this last week and the price target of $420, had a lot of people speculating over the last week, was Elon Musk smoking dope when he put this out? Because 420 is, you know, it's used within the different realms of discussing marijuana use. With regard to that, Elon Musk wrote, the 420 price seemed like better karma at 420 than at $419. But I was not on weed, to be clear. Weed is not helpful for productivity. That was one topic that he touched on during that interview. What's the week ahead for Tesla, Musk, and the board of directors? Let's start first off with New York Times believes that Musk and the board of directors will likely meet with the SEC perhaps as soon as next week, though there's not a firm date that we've been able to learn at this point. Will the board of directors take action? And will Elon Musk potentially take a leave of absence? Jim Cramer, after reading the article today, tweeted this out. Devastating New York Times piece filled with new facts. We know that the safest thing for Musk right now is a medical leave. I would insist on it. So who might replace Elon Musk? During the interview, he made this comment regarding a potential CEO replacement at Tesla. By the way, he's not planning on leaving, but he did say, if you have anyone who can do a better job, please let me know. They can have the job. Is there someone who can do the job better? A lot of news in that interview. A busy week for Tesla and for Elon Musk. Guys, back to you. And in the meantime, Phil, in terms of the actual fundamentals of the company, we live in a vacuum, correct? For a couple correct. of months at least. We do. We do. Although I should point out there have been a couple of analysts who have put out notes saying, look, we've been out to that uh, plant out in Fremont within the last you know, few weeks. And it looks like they are sustaining production above 5,000 Model 3s per week. That news completely overshadowed because of what's happened in the last week. Yep. Phil, thanks. Phil LeBeau in Chicago. And this has been such a wild ride for Tesla with so many twists and turns. It created a new segment, Tesla in Turmoil. It is a place where mindless tweets and ill-conceived interviews wreak havoc on shareholders. The question now for you is, will the turmoil claim CEO Elon Musk's job? BK. Uh, so the answer is what your lawyers will tell you. It depends. 
but BK's not going to charge you $1,500 for that. I'll tell you why it depends. I don't think he loses his job because he's the visionary founder of this company. And this is very common in Silicon Valley where you have a visionary founder who at some point cannot operate the business. Happened with Facebook. They brought in Sheryl Sandberg. So if they can find somebody as a chief operating officer that can run this company and Elon can still be the visionary, then I think you're okay in this situation. If nobody wants to touch it, then you've got a problem. But you have to have Elon yeah. Musk there. The, the, I mean, not even that it has a valuation, but the reason why the stock has this price is because of Elon Let, Musk. Let's say that, the, that this is the route the board chooses. Who is going to step in as the number two to Elon Musk? I nobody. mean, really. I mean, he just said it very clearly <laughs> on the TV show or in this interview. There's nobody out there that can fill his shoes. I mean, I think that's actually very reckless. There's nobody out there that could fill his shoes. If there's anybody out there, please let me know. I mean, no, he didn't say that. He, he absolutely said, did. He, he, said, he said, is there anybody who yeah. can do the production job better? Not fill well, his shoes. Hey, listen, guys, there's uh, plenty of people look, out there that can do back. the production really job better. a good example yeah. in the last six years. You know, in the lead up to uh, Steve Jobs' untimely Thank death, yeah. I mean, a lot of people thought when he was not with this company anymore, it was going to be a real problem. You know, he had been Grooming. And this is actually shows a glaring difference between what's going on in Tesla. They've been grooming uh, Tim Cook. You know, he was the supply chain guy. He was the guy that basically went from, you know, making 10 million iPods a quarter to 100 million to hundreds of millions of iPhones. So, I mean, to me, there, there is, you know, some, some precedence for this. I think it's also to remember whether or not he needs to be there and who's going to stick up for him. Guys, we just saw this with Travis Kalanick and Uber. Yeah. I mean, this is a company is, that at its valuation was at 69 right. billion when he got booted. You know, that's, that's right. Yeah, but- and look, it's not as though they're not doing anything. They are making Teslas. And, you know, granted, they, the, the, he set himself up for failure. He has been over-promising and under-delivering, but he has has actually been delivering something, right? And so that's worth it. And at the right price, someone's going to step in there. I agree. I, I, I think I, somebody look, is. I think, and I think he's base, very different than Uber. The investor base of this company is buying the stock mostly for him, right? Period. End of story. I mean, look, they believe in him. He's the visionary. He's the Steve Jobs. But if somebody CEO came in who could operate it, it so, would be much better. That's the question mark. But here's, here's the reality. It, the reality is this SEC sort of look into this is going to last for a very long time. We know that. I've dealt with the SEC before. They know exactly how to handle situations in a way. No, I mean it. That are, that, and they're going to look at things, and this is too big of a case to actually go in and, and, and turn a blind eye this, to. They're going to make sure they, they don't turn anything, overturn anything. Whether or not Elon Musk operates the company, whether or not he's... I mean, the, the question now for investors is, is Elon Musk now more of an asset or a liability to this stock? In other words, yeah. you know, two months ago... We said, oh, Elon Musk is going to take a step back. He's going to be chairman. They're going to find a new CEO. How, how would we have said the stock would have traded? Probably lower. Probably lower Probably. if he didn't have this meltdown. But, but now, now, he's had this now meltdown. the situation, now how will the stock trade? That's the question. I, th- I think they bring in, Elon Musk takes a medical leave and they bring in an operator. I actually think the stock trades up. Yeah, Damn. but I, I just don't think they have their finger on somebody that can come in and do it so quickly. He needs to take a leave right now, it seems like, especially when you read the contents of that interview. He's stressed. He's exhausted. His friends and family are worried about him. The board is looking at the situation. They've been coddling him now for years, but there's nobody in there to take over. I think it would be the worst thing for the shorts if you had somebody, a guy or a gal, who came in and had presided over a massive manufacturing. Like a former CEO of a Boeing or a yeah. big manufacturing I, 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 you company. You have an epic yeah. shorts. The, yes. the shorts are all over this thing right now. Uh, investment banks are, are hedge funds that essentially have, have never looked at this or really pressed this as a, as a short in their portfolio are in it now. They're in it and they're going to get bigger and they're staying in it. There's an expectation on the street with a lot of funds 
you know, global, like, you know, international hedge funds that, that basically are saying that this thing could be a zero shot. And they're being aggressive on that, but this could be a $50 stock. If Elon Musk gets pushed out but the door, there are just as many be, people who, who are betting yeah. on the long side. I mean, you got the exactly. Fidelities, and, the T the Rose, the Vanguards, the Pick. I mean, you name it. And their for frustration, every but their frustration with Elon Musk and his behavior and the way he's going after it is evident. It's been talked about. It's been very clearly articulated. In general, in my opinion, and I'd say this. I think it's a funding issue. He's not going to get funding. He's going to have a convert due. He's not going to have the capital for that. It's going to become a spiraling effect. And the board of directors has a responsibility here to protect their own He's body. Not, right. I mean, so if they have a responsibility, they bring somebody in to, to do that and fix the company. Yeah, look, and the shorts get squeezed. I, I agree with BK. I think if they can get someone in who can come in as an operator, there is value here. What they have done has value. Agreed. Our next guest is the reporter, one of the reporters behind this bombshell New York Times interview with Elon Musk, CNBC friend and New York Times reporter Kate Kelly joins us now. Hey, Kate. Hey, Melissa. Sorry I couldn't come down and join you in person. Busy I know. Day. It's too bad, but we're, we're so pleased that you're able to join us at all. I know it's probably been a very busy day for you. Um, you know, we're going to pick up here on some of the questions that we have. Do you think the board will actually take action? I mean, this is a board that large, some large shareholders have said is very cozy to Elon Musk. I mean, one of the board members is the guy's brother. I mean, is a brother actually going to say, hey, Elon, you need to take a medical leave of absence? I mean, maybe, maybe, actually, if you think about the fact that Elon said, you know, his friends and family are concerned about him. In fact, one of the examples he gave of his sort of workaholic lifestyle that's really starting to get to him is the fact that his brother Kimball got married in Spain, I believe it was last year, and he claimed that he kind of flew in, got there two hours in advance, he was the best man and kind of flew right out. And that was an example of how he's not able to enjoy his personal life and his family. Um, Anyway, the board, to your point, Melissa, is relatively small. It's nine directors. Um, a, a good handful of them have connections to Elon Kimball, probably being the most close, obvious example. But also there are SpaceX investors and directors on the board. Uh, there was a situation where they were trying to establish this special committee to consider the go private transaction uh, comprising independent directors. And they had three. Uh, there was a fourth that was going to join the board but felt that the relationship that that person had with Elon Musk was too close in order for that to truly be independent. So obviously you've got a number of people who are fans of his, who are connected to him and may not be able to sort of exercise that autonomous judgment that you're looking for as an investor. Tell us about um, his tone, Kate, on the call. I mean, a lot of people are making a lot out of this in terms of how he sounded, the fact that he, he seemed like he was close to tears, on the verge of tears at some point. Um, can you give us a little bit more? Because, I mean, you heard what Jim Cramer, you probably saw what Jim Cramer tweeted, sure. that, that Musk should take a medical leave immediately. You know, it sort of went back and forth, Melissa, from like defiant to tearful. Um, you know, he, he obviously has a lot of passion and belief in what he's doing at Tesla, as well as with his other companies. Um, he, he knows that he's the culture carrier and the visionary here. Um, and he, as we know from analyst calls and interactions with, with some of his own investors, has little patience for what he considers to be bonehead questions, to use his own word, redundancies. So, you know, some of that impatience was on display at points, but also a real raw emotional aspect, uh, just clearly exhausted, talking about 120-hour work weeks, talking about using Ambient to help sleep, otherwise not sleeping at all, sleeping on the floor of the Gigafactory in Nevada. Um, uh, uh, just a man who's really like firing on all cylinders and, and, and maybe needs a chance to take a beat. The fact that he did this interview, Kate, does that indicate to you that perhaps 
the company, the board, doesn't really have any control over what he does or says at this point. I mean, this is a, a CEO who is under investigation by the Securities and Exchange Commission. It is unusual, as you know, for somebody like that under investigation to actually grant an interview with a major publication or any publication for that matter. Sure, we realize that, which is why uh, the interview was such a such a remarkable thing to be able to get. That said, Melissa, per our conversation about sort of the intimacy of the board and the connections to him, have they ever had control over him? I mean, the reason that we're in this position today is that he sent this tweet on August 7th about going private with funding secured that had very little forethought, as we've reported, certainly was not vetted by board members or other executives or even another person, even just any third party. Um, and he has been outspoken and at times obnoxious, frankly, on social media over the years, more recently uh, insulting a cave diver who had issues with what he was trying to do to contribute to rescuing uh, those boys in Thailand. So he's a very um, kind of unvarnished CEO, founder. Um, he's always been kind of liberal with social media, with what he said in interviews. He told Rolling Stone late last year all about his feelings about his love life and how he doesn't like to be alone. So he's a very unfiltered person. I think you're right to say at this moment, doesn't the board have more control over him? Or, or the question perhaps is, don't they need it? You would think so, yes. And we did report last night that Antonio Gracias, the uh, lead independent director, had consulted with Musk after the August 7th tweet and tried to get him to commit to not tweeting again, at least on that topic, without conferring with the board. But he only got sort of half a solution because within about a week, Musk was tweeting that he was looking forward to working with Goldman Sachs and Silver Lake Partners on this privatization transaction, and neither one of them had a mandate yet. In fact, Silver Lake doesn't really even act as a financial advisor, although they are interested in this deal. So right. that may seem like a lesser issue, but it just shows you the frame of mind and the fact that he's still kind of doing his own thing. Uh, last quick question, because we're out of time, Kate, but what's your hunch as to whether or not Elon Musk remains on the job six months from now, a year from now? You know, I don't have anything to report on that yet from our own efforts here to figure that out. Um, that said, I think your panel kind of handled it very well. I mean, it, this is the debate, right? Elon is this visionary, successful uh, uh, engineer, company founder, culture carrier. He's passionate about the environment. He's passionate about his technology, his cars, his rocket business, his tunneling business. So, and the lack of, the apparent lack of a clear succession plan to put in place tomorrow, even a sort of a hit by the bus plan, is, is, does not appear to be there. Now, we don't know what's in that envelope in the boardroom, if you will, but it doesn't appear to be there. So it doesn't seem like there's an obvious next step if he were to go on leave or actually leave tomorrow. Right. But you have to think they're considering all options. Kate, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Great Thank reporting. You. Kate Kelly of The New York Times. Let's put it to a vote here. Show of hands. Who thinks Elon Musk? Same question I asked Kate. Elon Musk remains on the job six months from now. Well, Will he be on the job six months from now? I mean, not in the capacity that he is in right now. Right. As well, more of a, a visionary leader of the company. In a reduced capacity. Yeah. And you think he'll be intact, yeah, left but alone. I, I think the biggest issue, and Jim Chanos, a short in Tesla, has mentioned this numerous occasions. Mm -hmm. On this network, he said that the management turnover the last few years is True. startling. Okay, So there is no heir apparent. There's nobody, there's no quick fix in the meantime, which puts this company in a really tough bind if this guy does yep. need to take a few months off. Coming up, Apple's tear continues the stock hitting a record intraday high today as a number of FANG stocks enter bear market territory. So is FANG's pain. 
Apple's gain, plus Chinese tech stocks getting crushed this week. But there is one name the traders think is heading for a major comeback. We'll tell you which one. We're live from Times Square in New York City. Much more Fast Money right after this. You seek the key. But first, you must learn the ways of precision, craft, and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system up to a 313-mile range, and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is their most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Welcome back to Fast Money. We've got a news alert on Facebook. Let's go to Seema Modi in the newsroom. Hey, Seema. Melissa, Facebook responding to a complaint from the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development that accused the firm of allowing home sellers to use its advertising platform to engage in housing discrimination. Facebook saying there is no place for discrimination on Facebook. It's strictly prohibited in our policies. Over the past year, we've strengthened our systems to further protect against misuse. We're aware of the statement of interest filed and will respond in court and and we'll continue working directly with HUD to address their concerns. That, again, from a Facebook spokesperson. Melissa, that's the latest. Back to you. All right, Seema. Thanks, Seema Modi. So what do you think of Facebook, Seberg? Well, I mean, look, long term, I still love the story. I think it's a name that you want to continue to own. I think this is a, you know, as, as you know, sad it is we're talking about discrimination. That's never a good thing to hear about a company. Obviously, they'll settle in court, but I think it's a very near-term sort of blip on the radar from an impact perspective. Uh, look, I don't like the stock action over the past couple of days. It's actually, it's not great action in the name. So I think near-term, it could be a little choppy. But again, long-term, the earnings growth, in my opinion, is still intact. I'd still be a buyer on weakness. All right, it's not just Facebook that's been under pressure. Dracula has taken a bite out of the entire FANG trade. Facebook, along with Amazon, Netflix, and Alphabet, having a bloody awful week. But Fang's pain seemed to be Apple's gain this week. The tech giant hitting a fresh record high today. So is Apple turning into a flight to safety in tech, Dan? Yeah, I think obviously since it broke out, since it hit that $1 trillion number, I think expectations into that quarter that they reported, I think on August 1st, were very low. And they did a lot better than that people expected into a product cycle. So you put that together. We know the stocks or the cash situation. We know the valuation. Um, it seems like things are filing all, all cylinders. But your point about, you know, Facebook is now down 20 percent. We know that Netflix is down 25 percent. We know the semiconductor stocks, which have been a massive momentum sector, are down about 10 percent from their highs. So so you have seen this rotation. I will get nervous. It is getting a little steep, the, the trajectory, um, and it is crowded. Yeah. Do you buy Apple at all-time highs, Gina? Well, look, we have been saying that the rotation was going to favor Apple, and it definitely has. Now, would you buy in at this point? Hard to say, because I agree with you. It's getting rich here. But I think that as the market continues to reevaluate what they're willing to put on forward expectations, the FANG stocks are going to continue to get hit, and Apple is continuing to deliver. Here's a would you rather for you. Let's do it. Apple at all-time highs or any of the rest of the FANG stocks, your pick. Oh, any of the rest of the FANG stocks. Oh, really? Well, it doubt. doesn't matter which yeah. one. Any of them. Yeah, the, the Not angle's Apple. too high, as Dan says. The angle's too high in Apple. It's had a tremendous run. That doesn't mean that I think Apple's going much lower, but why wouldn't you take some of that out, look at something like a Netflix down, maybe if Netflix got around 300, I would do that rotation. We've seen it time and time again where FANG stocks become the uh, ATM for investors. And so now we're down 20, 25%. I'd make that rotation here. Same question to you, Steve. Uh, you know, in fairness, I, I'd prefer, I agree with BK on this one. Like, I'm not a, a big buyer of Apple up here. I actually, I didn't think it'd get to this level. I think this is a lot of safety trade has a lot of safety trade sort of aspects to it. Uh, and I do think that Facebook and all these other names from a longer-term perspective offer a better growth opportunity. So therefore, I would be a buyer of, of, of other names in the group like Facebook or Google. 
Just quickly, Gina. I think Apple is a canary in the coal mine. I think we are seeing a rotation away from growth stocks. And by the end of the year, we're not going to be talking about growth stocks anymore. So is Apple not a growth stock? Well, Apple is, let's call it the least growthy of the growth stocks, right? Okay. Still ahead, what do Nordstrom, Eli Lilly, and Verizon all have in common? Find out after this break. I'm Melissa Lee. You're watching Fast Money on CNBC, first in business worldwide. In the meantime, here's what else is coming up on Fast. 2018 is shaping up to be the year of the ball. But one trader says that's a good thing. He'll tell you how to profit. Plus, Chinese internet stocks are imploding. But one could be a buy when it reports next week. We'll give you the name when Fast Money returns. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. What does it mean to be rich? Maybe it's less about reaching a magic number and more about discovering the magic in life. At Edward Jones, our dedicated financial advisors are the people you can count on for financial strategies that help support a life you love. Because the key to being rich is knowing what counts. Learn more about our comprehensive approach to planning at edwardjones.com slash findyourrich. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Welcome back to Fast Money. What a crazy roller coaster week it has been for the markets with the Dow moving triple digits up or down every single day this week. Check out some of the week's big winners. Nordstrom up 12 percent. Verizon Chipotle both up about 5 percent. Eli Lilly up 3 percent. So we thought it would be a perfect time to play. Trade it or fade it. Now you know how it works, but we'll remind you here. I'll give you the name and you'll tell us if you're buying it, a.k.a. trading it or fading it or selling it. All right. Got it. All right. Kicking it off with Eli Lilly. BK. Uh, so, so this one, and actually, it's not even this week has been a big mover. It's been a big mover since the end of July uh, from 88 bucks all the way up to here. Similar to Apple, though, this one looks like it's too steep. So I'm going to fade it. Not that I dislike Lily, but boy, at some point, got to take some profits. Trader, fade it, Gina. Eli Lilly. Uh, I, yeah, fade it. Fade it. Oh, See, I, I like that. I'm not, I'm not a fader. I take the other side of BK on this Sold one. To you. They get their right. animal health business are spinning it off in the fourth quarter. Just stock you stay long until they spin it off. Once you spin, once they spin it off, you sell Lily and you get long the animal health. But well, why wouldn't you sell it now and wait till October? Because there's no reason to. You're gonna have momentum carried through this it's underway sector. Up. Everybody's under position here. Big Cap Pharma is on fire and it's gonna remain that way for a period of time. Okay. Right. Next up, Chipotle. David Seberg, trade it or fade uh, it? So Chipotle's had a big move, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm going to trade it here. I mean, I'm a buyer here. I think that this stock can continue to move on momentum. New CEO, and the biggest reason why is hedge funds are crowding into this because consensus is they're going to keep doing well as far as earnings are concerned. Comps are super easy. So it's really a momentum carry here. It's a 2019 show-me story, but at least for the near term, I'd want to own the stock. I just think after I'm a fading in it, I think is that yeah. how we're playing it? Selling it, selling it, fading it. Yeah, and listen, I think it has become a crowded trade. I think that easy comps is important, but the valuation is really hard. So if they don't get to that comp, and it seems like every other week there's a new situation in one of the restaurants. So after the rally, it's had off the lows. I just don't think you buy it here. All right. Gina, Nordstrom, trade it or fade it? 
fade it. We think that J that Nordstrom is a bricks and mortar company that has finally got their digital game on. However, if you look at the sector, it's a high flying sector and it's losing momentum. So it's going to be a pretty big fish in a small pond soon. What do you say, BK? You know what? I'm going to trade it. I don't need to trade it on Monday, but that's a pretty big breakout for Nordstrom. The, the story has changed a bit, or at least the story has gained momentum here. So I'm a buyer on a slight pullback. That's a trade, I think. I trade it as well. I think that for the near term, at least the momentum's going to carry. I think that, look, the fact is, again, underweight people are adding to these positions, and, and the consumer is super strong. Until that narrative shifts, I think you can own this for another quarter or two. How about retail overall? We've had some pretty. Uh, I think it was a lot of beta with a lot of these yeah. um, Nordstrom's, Macy's. We saw someone pull back. This one is obviously not. I think the XRT could be setting up for a massive double top. All right. That does it for us here on Fast Money. Catch us here back uh, Monday at 5. But don't move. Options Action starts right after this break. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. 